So I think that for the social media, the way is to stay away or and to stay only present when it is needed and limit. Okay, I'm going to be on social media three hours per day or two hours per day or in this time of, of the day and try to, to reduce it. And, and it works. Internet consumption is increasing from five to seven hours. If we are working professionals, we will be somehow forced to spend time online and, and connected. Wellness is more than just physical health. It's your total well-being. Talk Wellness with Anjan. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode number nine. And today we have a well-being entrepreneur, a yoga enthusiast, a digital marketing specialist. Now, she's been a marketing professional with more than 15 years of experience. She's a well-being entrepreneur, a social impact advocate, a United Nations mentor for female entrepreneurs, a digital marketing and well-being expert. And she supports companies and individuals in different sectors of well-being to develop new ideas and launch to market and grow. And today we're talking about how you can have digital well-being in the online era. Thank you for being a guest on episode number nine, Stefania Brunori. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Anjan, for inviting me. I'm really excited to be in this talk with you. Now, you were saying I was the only one who got your name right. Yes, the name and the surname especially. You pronounce it perfect. <laughs> yeah, maybe I have some Italian blood. Maybe I just eat too much pasta and pizza. <laughs> maybe that helps for the pronunciation. <laughs> I, I spent a lovely time in Tuscany and Roma and the Amalfi coastline. So wow. I think I got a, I got a twang like a month and a half almost in your beautiful country. You're from Italy, I'm assuming. I'm a Spanish-Italian. A Spanish born Italian. in Spain okay. and lived uh, all my life in Spain, but my dad is Italian. So I've got both nationalities and, of course, I've eaten tons of pasta in my life. And I've been to <laughs> Italy in my childhood three times per year. So, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, you made me miss uh, oh. the pasta as well. <laughs> Tell me about your well-being journey. Um, I think it could be back to, to the roots, right? And... It's only recently that I've realized how lucky I've been to have a mom and a dad that cook really healthy food mm. at home. Mm. Um, both of them have been into sports. My mom up to today goes walking every day half an hour. My dad is going to turn 80 on March and he still cycles 30 to 40 kilometers daily. Beautiful. So I've been really blessed to, so. to have that knowledge since I was a kid. And to spend more most of my summers uh, in in a house in the mountain, surrounded by nature, which was already planting the seeds of most of the things that I do nowadays for my well-being. So it's definitely a privilege. So the subject that we're talking about today, which is digital well-being in this online era, such an important thing, right? Yes, absolutely. Funny enough, I was this morning talking in World Trade Center about digital marketing in a panel. Uh, so this came in the in absolutely the right moment. Yeah, um, yeah. I was talking that um, based on the statistics, the internet consumption is increasing from five to seven hours. And we are spending more and more time online. Mm. And uh, there are parts that we can avoid, but mm. some others, if we are working professionals, we will be somehow forced to spend time online and, and connected. So we need to find really the balance. So today I'm assuming we're going to run through the definition of what digital well-being is. And then you're going to give us some tips and ideas and your unique perspectives on how people can achieve this digital well-being. And then some unique unpopular opinions, myth busters, courtesy Stefania, right? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's I start, so, let's yes, start with what is, what is digital well-being according to you? Well, um, 
if we start by defining what is well-being is an approach body mind i would include soul and heart and spirit um bringing the balance and if we translate that into the digital world it would be how to stay healthy in all these four areas while being online and using digital devices. That's right. Now, do we have any statistics on the average amount of time spent by an individual on digital devices today? Because I would like to think if they're awake for maybe 16 hours, it's 15 hours. Yes. Well, the statistics show, and we know that when you have an average, you are also counting on people who almost don't, don't yes. spend time, right? But the average is saying that it's between five and seven hours daily mm. connected to internet. Mm. What has happened in the last uh, seven years is that this has been multiplied by three, mm. okay? So mm, another curious thing is that it is increasing more and faster on mobile devices than on computer. Sure. The computer sure. is slightly decreasing, but mobile is growing. Of course, because Which, you can just carry it in your pocket and pull exactly. it up anytime. So we spend uh, the 90% of our time with a mobile device in less than one meter mm -hmm. distance from us. Mm. Uh, which makes us really be able to, to have like an assistant on the palm of our hand, but at the same time be more, more vulnerable. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, this is a scenario we all know about. And I think everybody is interested in like keeping their phone away before they sleep, not switching on their phone as soon as they wake up, not checking emails the first thing. Everybody wants to do this, but somehow they're unable to. So it's a kind of cortisol spike every time they pull up their phone or like an adrenaline rush every time they get a like on their Instagram or just like, hey, I have nothing to do. So let me just scroll mindlessly. So I want to address that first. What yes. are your tips for that? Well, the first thing um, in in any type of program or, or, or a type of routine change that we want to make, we need to understand which is the pattern mm. and, and which is the the information and the knowledge that we need to, to understand, right? That's so right. what happened with the devices is that, uh, especially social media, is built in a way that wants to keep you That's inside. Right. That's and, right. and now I'm going to talk a bit like... Yeah against my, my own sector, True. but the reality is that social media makes money out of the advertisers. Absolutely. And the advertisers want to meet the highest number of people in order to show their products to the higher number and of people. And maximum amount of time. Exactly. Mm. So... The algorithm is kind of geared towards making you spend yes, as much and, more and time. And the thing is that how it is built, for example, when we talk about Instagram, uh, is similar to the, to the slot machines. Mm. When there is unpredictability, uh, unpredictability and you don't know what is going to come next, you get more anxious and you get more addicted to it. So if you go to Las Vegas, why do people play? Because they have the hope that something is going to happen, but they can't predict when. Yes. And this is what they... they it, hook, uh, it hooks The psychology people. behind... By the way, there is a very interesting documentary on that that can make us understand as What's well. What's it called? I can't remember. Okay. I, okay. I don't remember the name, but... Uh, we'll, it, we'll find it. We'll leave the link below yes, for you. but it is about how the slot machines are designed. And you have people on, the, on that manufacturing industry that they, they explain mm. how they create the colors, how they create the graphics, so they can hook the people longer. The psychology so, of hooking people exactly. on. Exactly. So when we are in a platform like Instagram, there are two things that happen with unpredictability. One is when you post a picture or a video, the people don't know how many likes you are going to get, who liked it, who didn't, who saw my story, first, unpredictability. Second, 
is when you are scrolling down in the content. Sure. Because you are going to have a release of dopamine every couple of seconds. Absolutely. So you update your feed and you have new content popping up. So is the trick to just follow people who are adding value to you? Is that one trick? Uh, I I don't think so. Mm. I wouldn't advise that. I think it's more about limiting the time that mm. we spend mm. because it's, we are fighting against um, a monster, <laughs> let's That's put it right. in this That's way. Right. Um, billions of R&D and billions of uh, very powerful psychologists who are creating this algorithm to keep you hooked. So Im- imagine, I mean, would it be the advice to go to Las Vegas? Mm, maybe not. Maybe it would be go with a limited budget yes. or go with a limited um, time or go for two days and leave if you really want to go. So I think that for the social media, the way is to stay away or and to stay only present when it is needed and limit, okay, I'm going to be on social media three hours per day or two hours per day or in this time of, of the day and try to, to reduce it. So Not conscious to, digital media yes, use yes, with yes. awareness. Um, and, and it works. I'd like to share a story if, if I can. So this summer I went back to, to Spain for my holidays work on remote and I used to have breakfast with my mom in the garden, surrounded by nature, with nice weather. And my nephew, Mauro, uh, who is 13 years old, wanted to have breakfast with grandma and, and with the auntie Steph. And he was coming with his mobile and playing the videos and, well, with his mobile switched on. Sure. And I said, look, if you want to have breakfast with us, this is a device-free breakfast. As you can imagine, at the beginning, he was super annoyed. Mm. No way. I want to be there, but I want to have, I want to see this YouTube video. And I say, okay, you can watch the YouTube video, but not in this breakfast because this is a device free. So it took a couple of conversations. But after that, he started joining us. And my mom was so shocked. Wow, he never does does that. Um, But the reality is that if you train, and I'm not going to put myself as an example, sometimes I spend too much time on social media, so I'm guilty as I talk, (laughs) right? Um, But it's very difficult to say, yes, you can have the mobile on your hand, but don't watch at it. No, Mm. put the device out and at least let's spend this one hour of breakfast without any device on the table. And I know you said he's 13, but I think this problem exists whether you're 13 or 30 or even 50. I know people bringing mobile phones to meals and you're going to hear some really cool tips on how you can improve your digital well-being. Now it's about that time. The Talk Wellness Hour with Anjan. On episode number nine, Stefania Brunori, my special guest. Let us have those tips, Stefania. So I would probably uh, start by two apps that I'm using. Um, one is called Your Hour. You see the irony there. You've got to use a digital product for your digital yeah, well-being. Kind of a funny, paradox. Isn't it? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> a paradox. So the first thing that, I- that you will realize by using the app is the amount of time that you spend in every app, mm-hmm. okay? which will shock you. Then suddenly you will realize... But oh most my God, phones uh, also do this. Like my phone shows it to me. Yes, but the thing is that what this app is adding is that you can go on uh, fasting challenges, okay? Sure. And you can select, for example, a one-hour challenge from your mobile. And it's going not to block it because, of course, if you have an emergency, you can still do it. 
as we have this impulse sometimes to check our mobile mm. with, without even thinking, mm. you will see that your screen is blocked. Mm. Okay. You can also do a, a social media fast. You can choose the app that you want to uh, to put on sleep. So it goes a, a step further than the, than the mobile. And, and the thing is that you can check how you are reducing. You can also say the maximum amount that you want to, to spend. So it will send you an, an alarm. And it gives you the, the statistics. So, what is this app called again? Uh, your hour. Your hour. Cool. Like, like it sounds, it's very simple to to use, but it is very very effective. So clever and so needed. Yes, exactly. And then something else that I use um, is not that much to reduce the digital consumption, but it's more of a self help uh, mental health app, mm. which is called uh, My Possible Self. So with this app, you are going to track your mood. You are going to track how you feel and what were you doing when you were not feeling okay mm. and what were you doing when you were feeling okay. Beautiful, beautiful. So, and, and of course, it gives you different icons like I was on the beach, I was in nature, I was with friends, I was alone, I was working. How does the app track where you were? Because of Google Maps? No, no, no. It gives you just the icons. In. So you at the end of the day... And you have to enter where you were. Yes, well, you can keep on adding things during the day. You can do it at any point of, of the day. I used to do it at night. And then you can review uh, how was your day. And if you were feeling especially happy at some moment of the day, why was that? Mm. Was I alone? Yes or no? So it, it gives you some options where you can add the, the icon or not. So then in, in a week or in a month, you can go back Correct. to your statistics and say, wow, there were a couple of peaks here on my happiness. Why was that? Ah, I was in nature. I was unplugged from technology. I was with friends. And then you see that there were few days in a week that you were sure. more down. And then you realize that were days that you were at home, that you were watching TV and connected to your social media. So that awareness mixed with the other part, which is staying away. Yep. Because if you don't know how... You can track it. But in this case, it goes a step further, which is how were you happy? Mm. True. Okay. But the, even though the function of the app sounds amazing, the irony is even this app is designed for you to spend more time on this app, entering the, you know, location and what you did yes. and the pictures and stuff. It, it can Just take, paradoxical. It, yes, it can take you five minutes, to be honest. Sure. It doesn't take more than five minutes to do that. Uh, the same with the other app. You you wouldn't need to use mm. it more than... Basically, time trackers. The The first one, it can be a time tracker, plus it has this push of fasting which i do really like and i use that a lot and the second one is uh, a mood and a happiness tracker mm. which makes you realize which are the ingredients on the days that you feel at your best Beautiful. and which are the ingredients on the days that you feel at your worst and with that it is more powerful to make decisions now is the reason you're recommending app-based trackers and not maybe a notebook mm -hmm. or not maybe an offline tracker because people are anyway so much on the phone they'd rather spend time on these trackers mm -hmm. than on other social media apps mm -hmm. is that why you're recommending it no i i think it depends on each person what may work the best so for example if i need to work on something related to manifesting uh vision goals i take pen and paper that's right um, but even though there are apps for it. Exactly. Yeah, I, I can do that on apps. Um, if I want to um, to set objectives for the day or to keep some notes, I do it as well. Mm. So everything that is linked to writing, 
uh, and to creativity let's say for me it needs to be right and that's what works for you but you have to figure out what works for you and that's how you got to figure out how much time you can spend now besides these two apps what are your other tips on how people can mm-hmm. just enhance their digital well-being yes so i mean obviously the, the typical ones which is spending more time in nature mm. makes me remind the time when i went to an ashram in india uh, we we could have the mobiles they were not banned but honestly you didn't want to have them with That's you right. and from the moment that you were waking up at 5am in the morning you would keep the mobile on your room you would have the breakfast and then the activities would start coming and you start feeling so much at peace mm. that you even forget that you want to see what, anything what was that on a holiday period or was that during your work period also uh, that was during a work period okay. in a moment that i could work on remote one That's or right. two hours per day maximum wow and this is how mm. how it happens how can somebody construct their life to work for one or two hours a day for a week you know this is we're getting into tim ferris territory <laughs> well that was a, a a specific moment in time now let's talk about how you did it um because you made money you had clients you were working for a few hours yeah. a day and you were living in an ashram right this is what most people want in the well-being journey yes well i was uh working with a couple of clients that i could manage the work uh, online sure. that's it So I work in marketing different areas uh strategy social media uh branding and I could manage the communications online Beautiful. so I agreed with them and I was on remote it was the same this summer mm-hmm. I spent almost two months in Spain working on remote Beautiful So yes it's possible is is doable and So we got these two apps we got nature what else Yes So whatever takes you to the right side of your brain mm. is going to help you be on a more meditative state such as painting okay and you don't need to be a uh, picasso mm. you can start just drawing throwing colors not expecting any any outcome so you're saying do more right brain activities yes okay. and painting why, music dancing why i'm saying that because your breath is going to low uh, to to decrease the rhythm as well of course um the pranayama exercises are proven to have an impact on the cortisol levels absolutely okay so it allows us to to relax and when we are less anxious we are not looking for things that are going to make us more anxious okay so this is a a, a typical a uh, vicious circle now for those of you hearing the word pranayama for the first time these are specific yogic breathing techniques that regulate the flow of prana or life force energy through your physical and auric bodies so an an, an example now that you explain the uh what pranayama is when i was working in nokia it was a high level of a stress type of job i used to take breaks to do my pranayama exercises Beautiful. so i would uh hide myself in some rooms <laughs> i would go do my pranayama 10 minutes and then i would leave that room like if nothing happened and it was like a reset like if you just woke up so here's another perspective maybe you were doing pranayama mm-hmm. and you were in this state of complete calmness and stillness and you were taking a break working for nokia most probably <laughs> <laughs> wellness is more than just physical health physical. 
It's your total well-being. Talk wellness with Anjan. Then, apart from the pranayama, I was talking before, like very quick about uh, drawing as a technique to be more on the right side of our brain. I did a workshop on on this, and and the title was "Learn How to Draw Creatively with the Right Side of Your Brain." Mm. What happened uh, when we were doing that is that people started to show their emotions because it really takes you away from the rational side. But at the same time, you start feeling more calm and it is on a, on a meditative state uh, in reality. When people, we were talking at the beginning about myths, people think that meditation is about keeping the, the brain yes. in a white kind of frame. But it's about not being involved in this rational thinking, the monkey brain that that we that we know. So drawing, even if you are not a, a superstar, as I was saying, it will help you be in this calm state of mind where you are not engaging with your rational mind. You are not comparing yourself with anyone, but really connecting with your own. We we're talking at the beginning soul, probably something else. And I did that this uh, Saturday, but I mean, as a, as a workshop, but it also works on a daily basis, is coming back to your senses. Mm. And we did a tea and food pairing workshop. Beautiful. So uh, the, the realization was how powerful it is to really connect with your senses to start calming down. Yes. And this we, is the essence of Tantra. Yeah. To be embodied in all your senses and feel your sound, sight, taste, touch and smell. Mm -hmm. So basically, we, we have different types of teas uh, and we're very subtle. So it's not a, a strong smell. So mm. you really need to be focused and concentrated on the on the smell. And then we will serve the food. And again, you needed to understand how, how it works. But just with your senses, you mm. were not engaging with your Correct. with your rational were mind. Were they blindfolded, the participants? No. No, no. okay. Um and you could feel immediately... You, you couldn't Google which exactly. flavor this is. And you could feel immediately how relaxed you started to be. That sure. made me connect with times in my life when I've been at the peakest of stress. Mm. I was craving uh, fast food, mm. which I usually don't eat. But I remember thinking, I want to go to this whatever burger place. While when you slow down and you engage in mindful activities, you don't really want to reach out to your mobile. Very true. You don't want to go on the internet. You are so enjoying the moment. And I think this is one of the techniques that people can can keep on using during the, the daily life. Absolutely. In a normal lunch, you don't need to go to a Ashram. tasting. Yeah. Exactly. Because I think, by the way, uh, I mean, we all do, and it's fantastic to go on a retreat. But if we take these things as um, a medicine or something that we need to fix, I don't think we are going to the, the right way. Sure. Because then is I live... It's forced. Then I'm going to live 11 months per year, super stressed and unhealthy, and then I'll go on the 12th month <laughs> to get a fix. But then yeah. I'm going to, to do exactly the same. same and again, again. I'm, not, I'm not pointing anyone, probably I'm pointing at myself, right? It is more on a daily basis. Yeah. We can't go to a detox... Mm, diet if on our daily basis we are Full eating of things that are so your suggestion is instead of creating moments of detox mm -hmm. create a lifestyle of not taking any toxins yes and make digital well-being a part of your daily activity and your life practice instead of 
taking a break and having a fast yes. that just don't consume that much rubbish yes and i think the challenge is that life and the online platforms are designed in a way that is forcing us or takes us on the on the mm. opposite road right sure. so how can we do that is first i mean if we use our time to be on the internet Uh, consuming content that at least is going to feed our soul, our heart, our mind in a positive way. And second, being surrounded with people that are going to inspire Community. us on that direction. Mm. So that's what the show is about. Though it's a paradox because the show is on a podcast, it's on YouTube, it's live on radio, so much media and so much mm -hmm. consumption, but at least it's media that's helping people adding value to their lives. Mm-hmm. and it's all about community that's why i have high profile exemplary guests like yourself because we are co-creating this show mm -hmm. so uh, thank you for bringing that up in the era of being online all the time we're talking about digital well-being and i have stefania bronoria with me and um, she's actually made a very valid point that you have to make it your lifestyle to be mindful and spend time doing things immersing in it mindfully yes i was posting i think the other day one week ago something like that that uh healthy is not a goal it's a lifestyle absolutely mm. it's like a diet um you can try to lose weight but once you are out of that diet you are going to gain weight again so it's it's a it's a daily task and again we will fall off i mean this is going to happen uh but as long as we are consuming that content and being with individuals around that are on that path we when we won't fall off so yeah. often do you also recommend curating uh, the content and not really following you know content that's not adding value to you yes absolutely instead of watching and people run around trees or you know make fun of parodies if if it's not entertaining if it's not adding value if it's not educating yeah. if it's not informative why are you following them why why are you watching yes, them yes and i did that during the pandemic i muted mm. many people mm. because there was some sort of content that I didn't want to pop up on my right. on my feed. That's right. So why would I allow someone to come with a spoon of food that is going to be harmful to me? So with my social media I do exactly the same. So you advise curation. So curate, decide who you want to follow, decide what news channels you want to watch, decide which books you want to read, what Netflix shows you want to watch because all of this affects your frequency. All of this affects how you vibrate. So you can choose to vibrate. It's like if you're with happy people, you end up being happy, right? But if you're with pessimistic, sad people, that's what your vibration will be. And remember always that social media is designed on a way to keep you there. Mm. So seeing a video that is whatever, uh that doesn't add value is somehow dangerous because you are going to keep on being in the loop. Yep. And once you see this video, social media understands that you want to see more of that. I love it. And this is what is going to show you. But if the the content that you are consuming is more into well-being or is more aligned with your positive interests, at least this is what it will show you. So is the the, the balance between at least if I consume something is going to be good and then of course limiting the the hours. I wanted also to highlight um something that it, it needs to be brought on the table which is um the impact that the social media is mm. having on self esteem yes. and especially on teens mm. um i was reading statistics that unfortunately in spain suicide has become the uh number one cause of cause death of dc uh, of of death uh, after natural causes right and uh there are 11 people 
per day. Wow. And that's massive. And I'm sure the same statistics extrapolated extrapolated to most urban cities will be the same amount of numbers yes. except Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that social media is the cause of that and of course these statistics But have increased during during COVID. But it's true that when we are not mm. connected socially and when we spend more time with technology than with nature, these statistics start uh start to grow. And and the second part of that is the comparison. I mean, I'm talking especially about teens because they were born yes, in the time in of the, the digital internet. natives. Thanks God, people of my generation, we've been half half yes. and even though we are affected by that. But imagine people that the only thing yes. that they saw it was what Touch the neighbor screens. is doing, yep. uh, the new dress that they got, yep. uh, how beautiful they are. This is having a huge impact on self-esteem. on self-esteem. The first time that I heard someone who was 13 telling me, I don't want to upload this picture because mm. I can see something on my face. And mm. I was like, where is something on your face? Mm. Yes. If you zoom, you'll <laughs> see it. And it's like, but do you really think that people are going to zoom? And she said, yes. Mm. And then they will make a comment and they will say that I'm looking ugly. Mm. So we have to be really careful with that. True. Instagram has uh, now added two new features. Of course. That is not um, fully implemented worldwide. This was announced last week. Number one is the parental guide. Yes. So the, the parents are going to be able to limit uh, the time that the kids will be on, on Instagram. And the second one is that we'll have a reminder to take a break. Yes. Do I agree with that or not? Well, it's a way mm, from Instagram to say I'm still good to you. Yeah. Whatever. I I, I won't go that Deep road. Yeah. But that really proves the the huge impact that is having and how worried uh, parents um, and and the rest of the people. Well, if you can tag Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> on this podcast or this video, I'll really appreciate it. He has to hear this. Um, I hope he doesn't <laughs> delete my account for what I, what I said. Oh, mine for that matter. Now, this is a question I ask everybody, all my guests who come to the studio. What's the worst advice you've ever received? The worst? In, in life? In, in life. Um, don't, um, um, don't stay bad or just think positive. Mm. Um, I think we have faced a wave of um exaggerated positivism mm. and all the feelings have a space and a reason in our body in our mind in our soul so i think this point of you shouldn't be sad mm. i think this is the worst that you can absolutely tell to a, a person ever and especially if they're sad or depressed yes especially and um i, I know that that comes from someone Concern that cares and care yes so i i understand that But I think that the effect that, is not so. Yeah, th- that part powerful. of you shouldn't be sad. But how can you be sad if you have A, B, C, and D? Well, we are very different. So I think allowing sadness, allowing anger, sometimes to to happen, uh, is more healing than not. Beautiful, beautiful. And this is what the yogic system also says. Like, uh-huh. there's no positive and negative in yoga. We don't have yeah. this kind of a comparison. We only have. Does it help you grow, or is it making you decay? Mm-hmm. This is our only rationality there. So there's no good or bad, positive, negative. In yoga, doesn't say always be positive. This is like a, yeah, another yeah, myth. Yeah, exactly. Yoga never says be positive. It just says, is it helping you grow? Is it helping you decay? Exactly. So I love that you said this. Now, what is the best advice you've ever received? The best advice. Wow, I've received uh, many, but I, I think it comes to somehow it comes the word authenticity to mm. me. Um, to be you. Yes, connecting with 
what you like, connecting with who you are and not trying to be anyone else. And I think that connects with what we were talking about uh, social media, that then we tend to compare ourselves while we don't see really, I mean, on social media, we see the 5% of the life of the people. We don't know what is behind, right? Um, but by being authentic, then you are connecting with yours. Now it's about that time. The Talk Wellness Hour with Anjan. So now this is another question that I ask every single guest of mine. What has been your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? I would say that mm, not choosing the right partner for my business. Mm. And why was that is coming back to listening to yourself and being more in tune with yourself. We didn't have the same purpose. Mm. When, when I became a wellness entrepreneur, why I wanted to do that is because I realized the power of yoga and meditation, sure. the impact that it had in, on me on a transition <coughs> time where everything mm. was unpredictable and shaky. And I wanted to share that with the world and to make it more visible and to use my marketing skills to give visibility to techniques that have been there for thousands of years. Absolutely. Right? Um, and of course, I wanted it to be a profitable company. Yes. Right. So I wanted to, to, to balance both. And what happened is that, that that was a mistake. I didn't choose the, the right person. Mm. And uh, that created a lot of pain. Tension. And, uh, and yeah, what, did, what did you learn from this? I learned something that I heard from a, from a leadership coach that I thankfully worked at that time. Is that to really know a person, you need to learn three things from this person. How do they spend their time? How, in what do they spend their money? And what do they put their energy in? Mm. If you learn these three things from a person, you are going to understand a lot of their values. True. It doesn't matter then what they say, but with these three things, you are going to know more about that, that personality. Beautiful. And definitely, Beautiful. if I had known that before, I wouldn't have gone into this that. This is golden advice and yeah. not just for business partnerships, also for relationships, Absolutely. also for yeah. employees, also for pe companies you want to work with, see how the people there uh, and how what kind of life balance they have, what kind of digital well-being they have before you choose to work there. Yes, I, I think it gives you really the values mm. of that person. Yes. Um, I've been recently mm, in meetings for a, for a business and for me, well-being goes on the top of the top of the top. This partnership would mean that I would have to spend many, many, many hours in an environment with no natural light, mm. without ventilation, and I said no. Mm. And it was purely because of that. Excellent. So coming back to, to the talk of, of well-being, light is something really important. What natural you see, sunlight. What you see and what you hear. I mean, we need to spend at least half an hour in sunlight Very true. to get our vitamin D. Because this is a vicious circle. Like if we were saying, if you are more anxious, you are more likely to go to social media because you are trying to grab something that is going to lower that yes. anxiety, yes. right? Like I was saying that I wanted that burger many, many years ago. Um, so you, you need to have such a lifestyle that is going to keep your anxiety or your stress at the lowest level. Uh, at the lowest level, so you won't have those cravings of social media. Now, because you're speaking way. about stress, I call this stress buster. Five tips or ways that you have to get rid of stress. 
Okay, number one, once you wake up, don't go to your mobile. Okay. Start the day by meditation. Connect Excellent. with your breath, and you are already creating that space Super. between action and reaction. Beautiful. It's number one. Number two, the second thing is sports. Even if it is six rounds of sun salutation today, I had to go to, to this talk in the World Trade Center. I didn't have the time really to do a one-hour work. Workout. So any, any physical movement? Yes, I did my six rounds of whatever it is, uh, uh, jump, a bit of movement. Uh, number three, connect with your heart. And that means make it really a mindful activity for you to connect with the neighbor that you meet in the, in the lift, with the person who is in reception, with the person that is um, putting the petrol on your car. So go more into your, your heart Beautiful. Um, to reduce the stress. Number four, spend time uh, outdoors. Mm, outdoors. Uh, so even when I've been working in the in corporate, I used to take a notebook to do some drawings, my lunch pack, and I would go to, to a park. Beautiful. Sometimes I was the weirdo of the office, but I didn't <laughs> care because it comes back to... This is who Self I am, love. and I really take care of my of my health. And number five, and uh, number five, um, it would be before going to sleep. So I'm I'm going through the whole day. Connect with your senses, beautiful, with the touch, with the smell. Apply Moisturizer. cream or oil on your body. So we really need to come back to our body and not to to stay. So away from it. Now, this sounds like a daily routine for you. So my mm -hmm. next segment is called Daily Routines. Name something that you do every single day without fail. Something that I do every single day, movement. Movement, Always. beautiful. Gym, yoga, walking. I don't spend one day without doing some sort of exercise. Amazing. I call this segment Stress Buster. Sorry, I call it Pursuit of Relaxation. We finished Stress Buster already. I ask all my guests, guests what your thoughts on happiness are. Wow. What my thoughts on happiness are. From what I've seen happening to me in the last couple of decade, decades that I've been through several changes, I think there is one element that is crucial, which is purpose. Mm. The purpose is what can make you wake up when you don't have any energy. 100%. Um, is what makes you work one day until 1 a.m. if you need to. Sure. Is what can make you be 80 and still have energy to cook for someone. Beautiful. And I also think that purpose doesn't have to be something really, really higher. It can be the purpose for a mom is to take care of their kids and their That's family. It. There's no and higher or lower purpose. Yeah, exactly. It's just a purpose and for which you exist. And that connects me to a book that I've recommended many times. Wait, that's my next <laughs> question. Sorry. What are the best resources <laughs> that I've helped you along the way? And I know you have a list of books you want to share. Okay. Uh, this was not in the list, Let's but it, it, it came through uh, through the purpose thing, is Men uh, in Search of Meaning by Viktor Frankl. He talks about his experience in a concentration camp, but not from the point of the suffering, but how he's a, a logotherapist, by the way, how he was able to continue mm. there in such a hard situation by having a purpose. Amazing. Okay, so this is one. Another one, it would be Nature Fix, which is a, a book that explains you from the scientific point of view the good impact that nature has on us. So they do tests before and after being in nature, how the blood pressure drops, how oxytocin levels increase. So there is the whole science behind. That's really 
impactful and what I took the best from that one that I didn't know that much is that the sound of the birds is the one that relaxes you the oh, more beautiful, and is beautiful. the one that lowers your your um, heart rate I like that. the highest then I'm currently reading peace is every step I Bye. can't pronounce the name of the of the guy well, show, show me let me read it uh, no no I, I don't have it here this is not an audiobook it's, it's okay, a printed peace okay. is every step but it's, it's quite a, I mean if they google they, they will find it and it's about peace is everything peace is every step peace is every step so it talks about daily mindful Beautiful. activities that Beautiful. we can do in, in very simple way and the third one is let it go fourth by, one uh, David yeah the fourth one by David Hawkins and I am on half of that and I already find it very powerful because if something we could add to the happiness apart from purpose is the letting go yes. is the non-attachment because it's I true. think that when we attach to the things um, we become sometimes really unhealthy on that note I think it's time for me to be letting you go but before <laughs> you go I have to ask you a question uh, I call this uh, wear and John's footwear or lack of it but you're also barefoot today so that's good yes. if you could step in by footwear what is the one question you would have asked yourself that I didn't wow these questions are super powerful um, how will be Stefania when she's 70 years old how is Stefania Brunori going to be when she's 70 years old I envision myself living in a house surrounded by nature visiting me in my ashram exactly <laughs> uh, with uh, pink and white bougainvillea which is a, a flower that I absolutely love beautiful painting with some animals around receiving friends being surrounded by family as well and being super healthy I love that and we will listen back to this podcast <laughs> at that time and we will have a good laugh maybe I'll be in a place where there is no connection at all <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll bring a recording for you Exa that's good Fantastic. it's been amazing having you as a guest <laughs> on episode number 9 of Talk Wellness thank you so much for joining us thank you Anjan my pleasure you have a lovely 2022 thank you you too wellness is more than just physical health, physical health. Physical health. it's your total well-being Find out how to have a healthy, balanced life. Have a healthy body through exercise, nutrition, and engage the world through learning, problem-solving, and creativity. Talk Wellness with Anjan. I want to take a moment to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. And I'd like to remind you that the perspectives that we shared on this show are of my guest and myself only. And you should evaluate if it works for you before making it yours. Always consult your own doctor, therapist and healer before you make any drastic life changes. And we would love it if you could share this podcast link with your friends, your family, your circles and talk about it. That's why we call this series Talk Wellness. We need your support to get the conversation around well-being to be a more prominent one. I would love to connect with you across social media. Look for Meditate with Anjan on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. And also, please leave a review. This will help us grow. Our next episode, which is episode 10, will be out soon. And it's going to feature the happiness coach, laughter yoga expert and a human connection enthusiast, Anju Shahani. And she's going to be talking about the power of conscious laughter. Thank you once again for your listening and for your love. Stay relaxed. Namaste. Namaste.